Hello everyone, uh, welcome to a new saga, a new a story from Afro Saga. Joined by my amazing friends, Noman and uh, Lionel. And here, of course, your host, Tamir. Uh, in this uh, chapter, we are on a mission to set the record straight. On a mission to challenge um, the stereotypes that has been blown, uh, floating around for quite long. And, uh, you know, you see, Africa is has been overshadowed for uh, a long time by these misguided notions that, uh, you know, that it is actually the time now for that to change. And uh, we go here by um, starting this um, uh, episode with a proverb by um, Mr. Lionel. Possibly you can have on the mic now. Hello guys, I'm uh, Ajwakia Achomba from Cameroon and uh, the proverb for today is you do not judge uh, an elephant based on the size of its teeth. Yeah. So we will go into more details as we uncover this show. Right on. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Lionel. And uh, yeah, we've got a, uh, a long list of stereotypes and misconceptions that we are going to address here together and uh, uh, some of those possibly no man can uh, walk us through that but no man also i pass on the mic to you now yeah uh, so uh, good day guys um i'm no man once again i'm from ghana but currently in the beautiful country of slovenia and um i'm glad to be part of Apro saga and like my brother said today we are going to be um, discussing some misconceptions about the continent of Africa. We would be debunking some, challenging some, and possibly confirming some. So I'm just glad for today's discussion because I know there are some topics in there that for so many years people have been getting wrong about Africa. And as Afro Saga, as you guys know, this is our duty to tell the true story of Africa. So I'm not going to talk much. Let me just get into the list and, you know, we can't do justice to them, right? Are you guys oh, ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the first misconception on our list is Africa is a country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people think Africa is a country. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, really. Believe me, uh, on my personal experience, I can say in numerous occasions that Africa always gets to be reference as a one place or a one culture i remember uh, especially in this um i've had one uh, 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 in a seminar where uh, it was kind of discussing cultural related aspects of different regions of how for example as an example marriages happen in some part of i don't know middle east some part of you know namely on those ones but but when it came to africa it, they say they refer to Africa as oh marriage happened in Africa like it's just like one place yes, and I, yes. <laughs> it is it is so surprising to me it was so surprising to me I was like looking at this um, you know the person who was doing the uh, seminar like how can you uh, summarize or like sum up this whole continent into just like one marriage tradition in Sudan <laughs> for example where I come from in each village, if you just move a few meters away, you have a complete different culture on how these uh, marriages take place. And, uh -huh. and this is how 
uh, also being portrayed quite uh, long in the media where um, Africa is just like being referenced as just, just like one place, Africa, Africa. It's like, you know, 54 uh, plus countries and each country has different ethnic groups living within the country and it's just quite surprising to me as an African to kind of try at least to challenge that because like something is too obvious. So yeah, it is, it is um, something that we have to kind of highlight always. It is not a one place and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also think that uh, it's normal. I think it's, it doesn't really uh, make sense to me to, to think that Africa as a continent is just one people or one culture or one language, you know, because look at the other parts of the world. They are all diverse. Look at Europe, for example. It's not just one country in Europe. You go to, exactly. you know, Asia, it's not just one country in, in, in Asia. So I think it's a, a, a little bit harmful to, uh, think that Africa is uh, just made up of one people. So yeah, it's right to 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 dispel such a misconception. Right. Like um like the saying goes um that one monkey spoils all. And I feel like this is affecting Africa in a negative way because if somebody has an encounter with um a citizen of South Africa, then he meets somebody from Sudan maybe the next time. He just assumes, oh, this South African experience was bad. Then the whole since they think we are like one continent, they just try to judge yeah. us all. And I think it's only right we really correct this to let them know Africa is a very huge heterogeneous collection of people, different countries, different tribes. Ghana, we are only thirty million, but trust me, we have more than hundred tribes in there. And like you said, when you move just a few kilometers away from my city, they speak a total different language. <laughs> there are different group of people, which ideally, if it was probably like the European setting, they would have been another country on their own. Because see, exactly. we have countries like Slovenia that has like around 2 million people and they are a country on their own. In Africa, you would have a tribe like say my tribe like this we are almost 10 million group of people but we are still in the same country with our neighbors who are almost five some are 10 and we have the ashantis who are even like more than 20 million so imagine and still people think we are one country so yeah guys like you've heard from um the true sources africa <laughs> is not a country we have about 54 countries and some other territories around so that one is uh cleared right the next uh, one yeah. is um africans speak one language and that language is called african oh yeah believe me i only <laughs> know that language from the from the menu on google translate as it comes in the top of the alphabet yeah yeah <laughs> but nothing nothing that i knew about that language for example yeah, i think it's an actual language it is an uh, it's, a, it's, it's a, primarily spoken by uh, south africa by yeah, people south from africa uh, a tribe in and, south africa and namibia and those countries around the right. southern part of africa so yeah right. it is yeah. A, 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 a language <laughs> but it is not uh, the official language of africa yeah like i said in my last and, submission we in ghana alone has more than 100 what about sudan yeah, well, believe me, we've Sudan in the the main language is Arabic language. The uh, 
that like used in everywhere. But of course, in each uh, region, there are some uh, local language, Nubian language, and it extends from one place to another. Uh, that it completely have different structure, have completely different uh, wording, then, and they may not even understand each other if they communicate in that local language. So it is really not true to say, not correct to say, or even to think that. All African may just understand each other uh, by uh, default. We have to figure <laughs> out a, a media yeah. language, and yeah. uh, so this is obvious by the um, communication. Possibly, if you when you if you need a conference of the uh, African Union, they possibly use English as a way to communicate, which shows that of course English is an international language. We use it on day-to-day basis, but. It shows that we as Africans don't have a common language that all uh, we speak. So we have to find a, 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 a language that we communicate with. So, yeah, possibly if Nomani spoke to me with his own language, I wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, 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 not a chance. And if I spoke Arabic language, I wouldn't understand me either. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. How about Cameroon? How is yeah, it in you know, Cameroon? Cameroon is very diverse too. Like other parts of Africa, other states, uh, other African states, we have a lot of dialects. You know, we have the two official languages that's English and French. But apart from that, uh, every tribe has their own uh, dialect. And it's uh, just like we've been talking, you move just a few kilometers away from one uh, tribe into another and you're completely lost in terms of her <laughs> language wise so uh, yeah sometimes you know depends on the proximity some some language some dialects are similar while others are completely you know different new words yeah, new or yeah. uh, you know annotations and things like that wait so you know. um leo yes how important are these local languages or your tribal languages like to you of course interesting question and, and um you know we 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 all we are all coming from uh, from a place and we call that place home and this is our identity so every tribe is identified by its uh, language so if you don't have a language that's yours a dialect then you are definitely some kind of a lost person in in cameroon so <laughs> you know we and that's also like uh, some kind of a cultural identification so each tribes they have their culture they have their history they have their language and they have their you know some kind of routine that they they you know that i that, that separates rules, them, right? that, yeah that categorize them and separates them from the race of the of the territory and yeah each uh, region has its uh traditional uh head or chief or ruler that um uh we, who who is uh closely working with the other traditional uh heads or appointed people and most most times these people are not just appointed it's like it's it's hereditary you know <laughs> like you yeah. it, it runs in the family so you just cannot be a chief or like, a quarter like the monarchy in the uh, in the uk right <laughs> that's something yeah, yeah. Some, yeah yeah that kind of a uh, <laughs> system or structure so yeah and these people the, the thing is these people are well respected and 
and they are connected somehow to the government because yeah, yeah. before a state establishes its administration in a place they have to work closely with these uh, with the, local the, uh, traditional rulers and yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it makes I, the process think, goes yeah mm -hmm. it's it's almost the same thing in ghana each tribe has their uh, traditional rulers and also their languages separate and like and just like cameroon these languages mean a lot to us because for, right, for us right. it is our identity and right. as i'm talking now there's even a push for we to start teaching in our local languages which i support a lot because like you know like at the beginning of your education like maybe at the primary level you find a lot of kids are not able to really like understand what they are being taught because their mother language or their primary language is not English. So imagine you explaining some scientific uh, stuff or mathematics to somebody in English or in a language he does not understand, you know? And you know, but if it is going to be done in the local language, because I come from the tribe of the Gombes and our language is called Dagbani. If you right now, maybe like right now, just speaking English, maybe you can see I'm not that fluent, but trust me, if this was going to be Dagbani, I would talk your ears off because like, you know, I'm born with it and this is my language. So, so yeah, definitely these languages mean a lot to us and at any chance we get, we try to protect it and we try to preserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And permit me, John, uh, uh, like uh, interject a bit. The African people have, I look at this as a, some sort of, advantage and, and and on the other hand a disadvantage that we have these yeah. uh, various languages that you know some people might now look at our struggling with english as um like as a fault you know like a, a, a defect meanwhile they don't know that we, we 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 already have our languages that we speak fluently and we are not really uh <laughs> english people you know <laughs> So yeah. you, you, this you is, just cannot. Uh -huh. Yeah, this is just uh, also another way that uh, sometimes in the movies or in the media, that in a way that to show kind of like uh, they have low intelligence, they show them speaking in a very bad uh, form, yeah. and uh, we've seen this basically when they, for example, bring an American movies supposedly because they're, they're the main producers. Uh, when they bring someone from a different place to kind of uh, take part in that movie, they don't, they don't, even if that person speaks very well English, yeah. they don't have him speak either in no, his own no. native language <laughs> to communicate, to show that, okay, this is a foreign person. No, they, what they do is they have that person speak in a broken English to question his intelligence or their intelligence to kind of show a superiority once they can't um you know uh eloquently or articulate their concern or communicate meaning by default that their intelligence is in question they have a low iq yeah, or yeah. whatever that might be yeah, but yeah, quite yeah. something really to uh yeah see. yeah that, that, that's a good observation because you know this used to be um something in ghana where like people would question your intelligence based on how fluent or how good your English was, you know. But uh, right now, as we are we are talking, there's like this new movement of like we the youth who are like really like disassociating with this mindset because we know if an English person cannot speak my language, 
and he still thinks he's intelligent. Why is it that if I can't <laughs> speak his language, I'm less intelligent? You understand? So now, yeah, if you come to my country and somebody's busy like trying to bluff with his English language, people just don't see you like that. Like we don't <laughs> measure your level of intelligence by how good you are at the English language because right, right. If you can right. speak your own language fluently, and then maybe some a foreign language you are not really good at. Why? Why, why do you think like I'm less intelligent? But there's something, Liu, we, we, we almost forgot. Um, mostly we, the West Africans, we have a common language. The, yeah, the pigeon, the pigeon the English. Pigeon. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Adi, 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 bro. It's there. But this, this now, it's like a Nigerian. For, yeah? uh, for us Cameroonians, we can just say how for you know, bro, how for you, how 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 things. How for you, yeah. But Nigerians, but... Nigerians will like how far waiting to happen, far things like happen. Yeah. I know sure. Yeah. Uh, Tamir face Sabi waiting with the yarn right there. <laughs> <laughs> Tamir waiting, 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 waiting with the yarn here now. I get lost sometimes when and yeah. there, especially uh, this, uh, especially trendy songs now that are coming out from uh, those regions. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> supposedly they are English. Yeah, supposedly they are English. Mm -hmm, but uh, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I listen, I distinguish no words. It's just <laughs> someone, <laughs> yeah. someone saying things in the background. It's even a completely different yeah. language. It's very unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, pigeon. Is it's in, it's almost like our. Not just almost, but it's also our identity for Ghanaians yeah, or yeah. Cameroonians, mm, Nigerians. This is a big, big deal for us, man. Well, yeah. believe me, initially when I um, when I moved, for example, from Sudan to Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, I lived there for ten years. But uh, there are a large number of um, those coming from uh, Asian countries like uh, India and uh, Pakistan, and those obviously have a very other, like completely different, distinct English accent. And uh, in the beginning, I had a really hard time uh, trying to decode, decipher the way they uh, speak, the way they put wording together and so on, because it was completely foreign to me. We, we, we didn't have many of uh, them in Sudan. That's why it was foreign um, way of speaking to me. And I couldn't understand it for a long time. But, uh, you know, working together, meeting everywhere, socializing and so on, that I that I kind of got yeah. familiarized with it um, in after quite some time, and I'm sure this also going to be the same <laughs> uh, with the pigeon. Uh, haven't had it yeah. also uh, much around yeah. in Sudan. We don't have that. <laughs> you know, Tamil, the location. <laughs> yeah, we can teach you. We can teach you. You just hang around <laughs> us for for a long time, and you just, it will be automatic process, learning process. So it's that it's would, easy to learn, and you are you are an African. Don't forget that. So it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the next um, item on our list is um, everyone knows everyone else in Africa. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone else in Africa. <laughs> Yeah, but that could be true because I know you, Norman. You're from you're from Ghana, and <laughs> Tamir yeah, is from when, Sudan. When we were back in Africa, we didn't know each other. We yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, you know, I'm just joking over here. Totally, totally. Yeah. It is. It is really something. You know, um, I've had experiences where I've been asked if I know that person, uh, where actually the person was from uh, Ghana in that event, and. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised because I've been asked, I haven't been introduced such concept before and I'm like, 
first I thought to myself, why would why would anyone ask that? Okay, just because they are dark skin as well, and that that's of course a common thing. But uh, as a geography or a country where we come from are completely different. I just knew that person in that event, haven't actually had any idea about him before, and uh, this is equally like you know you can't question someone from Italy if they know someone from France or someone from Germany knowing someone yeah. from UK. This is the same country, same same continent and different similar skin tone but backgrounds are completely different geographical locations are completely different not necessarily we all know each other yeah, yeah. i've had a similar experience um this was in the us back in 2018 i met this lady who was like who came to me and was talking passionately oh yeah excuse me where are you from <laughs> um i said i'm from ghana it's just like oh yeah i know this guy he's from Kenya, do you know him? <laughs> the name was Daniel. That he's called Daniel. He's from Kenya. You know the way yeah, she was passionate. It's for me. It's a bit. It's anymore. a bit shocking. I was just like, no, ma'am. I don't know Daniel from Kenya. I'm from Ghana. Like Kenya is what I think East Africa, right? And yeah, Ghana East is Africa, all the way yeah. in West Africa, man. <laughs> Like two yeah. different sides of the continent. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised because I I, I would uh, imagine that US has a lot of Africans and they definitely you know US uh, locals should know by now that we are quite di diverse uh, a continent, you know. So mm -hmm, that woman yeah. must have not come across an African before that. I don't I, I don't she get has, it why. If she knows mm -hmm. Daniel from uh, mm -hmm. Kenya. She has yeah. met some <laughs> some uh, Africans. I don't, you know. But she it's just, just like was, she's just so bent yeah, in that conception, not to be educated, that notion that it? everyone knows everyone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, uh, haven't traveled a lot of um, Asia. I've been to a lot of countries around Asia, and um, this misconception about uh, Africans knowing each other. It's. I think it's. It ties to the first part of uh, we are. It's. A, it's like a monolithic entity. Like Africa is. A, it's a one. One people. So that's why they. They have that belief. If since we are one people, it means that we know each other. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Something like that. Yeah. So that's why I always tell them as soon as i tell them that no we i'm from cameroon and oh cameroon oh. so it's div is a different country and there's nigeria there's Ghana. ah now they get they, they understand it's not necessary to know the other person who, who is from another country in africa so with this yeah the conception is slowly dying out and we have to keep pushing movements like this both Definitely. forward yeah. so people yeah, understand I'm... more about uh, africa yeah yeah, we definitely need to educate them because, like you said, you cannot be in Ljubljana and possibly know somebody from Zagreb, which is just um, maybe a border country away. In Africa, we are over 1.2 billion people. Right. And, uh, just Ghana alone, we are 30 million people. I know Sudan mm -hmm. is also a huge number and same as Cameroon. And imagine we knowing each other. Come on. Even you are in Ljubljana, <laughs> uh, Tamer, you are in Ljubljana. Do you know your neighbors <laughs> yeah. even though your neighbors we want to see the size of Ljubljana <laughs> not really yeah <laughs> and, and another thing let me let me uh, I've made this observation you know a lot of um, things about Africa it's always 
portrayed in a community way. So they're always seeing us in groups, like they keep seeing this yeah. community. This. So that's why it's kind of like, oh, they might really know each other. They might mm -hmm. really know the other communities. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, so, I think and, that observation mm -hmm. um, is from um, the way we, react, uh, we, we relate to each other. Because first of yes, all, yes, when yes. I meet you, uh, Tamir, from Sudan, um, Leo from Cameroon, the first thing is, oh, brother. Brother, yeah. brother, <laughs> we keep calling each other brother at uh, uh, right away. And this way, everybody like you know, every stand up, I will go, Oh, they know each other, he's from Ghana, but he's calling him brother. Yeah. But, but you know, you know, <laughs> let me tell you some, let me tell you the funny thing, man. At work, guys, my friends are beginning to call me brother, like I don't know, and they, they don't say brother, like brother, brother. <laughs> With that heavy accent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they just seem like, bruda. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Slovenians and other Europeans, they just... I mean, I, I do I, that a lot. <laughs> Even in town, sometimes when you're moving and I see um an African lady, I'm like, oh, my sister is passing. I, I would tell my wife, see, one of my yeah. sisters. <laughs> my sister, yeah. So sometimes we are also contributing to them thinking we are just one. Yeah. Because they, they, they see us call each other brother, sister. So they, of course, then they are all yeah, brothers and sisters. They know brothers. each other. So let's not blame them, guys. They, whoever thinks that we know each other, I somehow right yeah. in a way. Yeah. Okay, so but guys, the, on that, um, on that note, sir, just to, to highlight something, on that note also, some, uh, how this bad reputation transferred to other uh, kind of what can I say like for example if one person had a bad experience with one African somewhere from different place and just because kind of that you guys share this connection or share this um, you know association with Africa yeah. kind of like you all guys <laughs> do the same thing together like you yeah, all true. guys have That's the true. same bad behavior yeah. Like you all guys, you know, you people. Yeah, this is what I said same... earlier when we were talking about Africa being a country. Why are yeah. they saying that one monkey spoils all? So when they see you look alike, uh, you are all the same, you know. And um, I think this experience happened with uh, to one of my friends here. He's in Ljubljana. He's also from Ghana. And you know, in the in the past months, you've had this development where this lady was raped by two African guys. One was from, um, Unfortunately, I yeah. think, uh, Nigeria. And where was the other guy from? Um, I don't know. Oh, I can't really recall. So yeah, I've, I've read the news. Yes. So when this news broke, my friend said um, he was actually um, walking. Was it like under one of those, um, one of those parks also? And when, I, some white lady was coming she decided to like turn away <laughs> and he's telling me he uh -huh. suspects it's because uh, she heard this news about how these African guys have raped uh, somebody and probably she got scared and she was thinking oh these African guys are here raping mm -hmm. people and you know and so, yeah, yeah. we are different yeah. people all together we are not one mm -hmm. Though we love each other as brothers but we speak different <laughs> languages come from different countries and you know so let's move to the next point, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, but before we go to the next point, I think I have something to say about this uh, uh, generalization about crime, especially because this this affects a lot of Africans, and I think it's unfair that if someone commits a crime, just like other people, this 
it's crimes are not just committed by africans I mean, so crime knows it, no color so good good so it's i'm not the one sending him any e email to you mister so because that's <laughs> this situation where a guy came up to me at work again he's like hey man you guys seem to have a lot of oil refineries and you want to make some high i mean some huge deposits into some foreign accounts so uh, are you are you sure you don't have some, like, <laughs> opportunities for me? And I was like, what 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 are you talking about? It's like he's been receiving these emails that keep telling him oh, how yeah. you know they wanna you know reward him some money or he has yeah. won some some lottery. And I said, man, I don't know, I don't know what why yeah. you think that. And Definitely. it's not it's not coming from me. It's not coming from Tamir. It's not coming from no man. It's not coming from yeah. none of ourselves. It's also not be coming from even an African. But from an African. This so. online exactly, yeah. can be done by anybody yeah. online. There, they can get anybody's picture and put it there to just uh, trick you into scamming you. So exactly, exactly. And the thing is also. And uh, yeah, also the media, the way they kind of report on these uh, incidents or these uh, 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 news, it came on with a headline that says an African, you know, that does this and that. It does not say a person or actually name that person. So I'm sure like once they get the report, they will know who the person who has done it. <laughs> if they want to expose the person without any other agendas, they should just name that person and if you wish, you can even mention his nationality. I mean, this is at least yeah. well, so that that may affect even the people from his country as well. But as an extra measure, if you <laughs> want to go that extra mile to specify the person's origin, you can do so. But when you say an African, you kind of like brush paint the whole continent to be covered on that person's, um, <laughs> you know, uh, motive or intention to commit a crime or that to have that at least notion that that crime associated with any potential person coming out of that region yeah, yeah. so it is quite unfair how media narratives feed on these stereotypes that <laughs> crimes and you know things associated with africans as well in every community. yeah yeah and that's why we have uh, platforms now like um afro saga to you know to dispel some of these things and keep this record straight and accurate and factual we don't want to be perceived as people that we are not and we are getting tired of all these misunderstandings and continuous misrepresentations of our continent and our people and we are here to not just support our people but to say that narratives should be fair and should be well researched not just for africans but globally so yeah. it's important so um the yeah. next point um on our list is uh something that is a bit uh controversial <laughs> <laughs> if i should say yeah because a lot of people have this uh this conception about african men and it goes um african men carry big loads <laughs> big loads <laughs> yes we carry big loads uh, I think I think yeah we we are people we are diverse people and talking about physical strength of course yeah African people are strong so we can carry big loads of course we can carry a lot of heavy stuff <laughs> yeah I don't, so I don't what are you talking yeah. about man literally Tamir <laughs> <laughs> when they say we carry big loads 
It means uh, uh, yeah. we can carry stuff <laughs> on our head. <laughs> Thoughts might uh, you say? <laughs> Uh, well, um, yeah, I mean, believe me, this narrative is being faced uh, uh, in almost every um, place that one uh, faced with such, um, I can't say just a misconception, because one might confirm and no might deny, uh, even us Africans, but it is uh, dealing with other people on the basis of uh, such a thing as, you know, by a big load uh, insinuating <laughs> the uh, length of organs and so on. It's just minimizing <laughs> a whole person into just a sexual object or a servile element that one can use for pleasure. It's quite unfair to a whole nation that not to be uh, uh, discredited and to be looked down upon as just a mere object or basically objectifying the whole nation um, to kind of feed on this idea that just Africans just are basically favored in situations because of that or you know and uh, so on and and, uh, it it is not really I believe a good thing to just uh, brand uh, (laughs) ourselves with such a thing. I mean, what, what, what you are saying, like, I hardly like it because um, I find some of my brothers always trying to celebrate uh, misconceptions like this, you know. Uh, to an extent, mm-hmm. we even have uh, some sayings that are backing it up. Things like, once you go black, you never go back. Um, exactly. All these sayings, <laughs> just trying to confirm that, oh, African men uh, are more, like, into this sexual stuff and then they are more... Like that's where, like their um, strength lies in. You understand? Which yeah. in a way is like objectifying us, and it is not good. African men, we are as intelligent as any other man, and we are capable of keeping any relationship, even like you know if it has nothing to do with our sexual organs, and we should be respected as such, and not just be always uh, attacked as oh yeah she's we know why she's with him we know why she's with him come yeah on. come on yeah and, and and to add more to that we will have to refer back to our proverb for today you do not judge uh, an elephant based on the size of its state <laughs> and, <laughs> and man that's some one of a hell type of uh, superficial <laughs> characterization or you know you just cannot uh, base Wait, Baloo, judgment Baloo, uh-huh. do you think this is a, a, a right time to bring this proverb up <laughs> the way i understand it is now you are rather telling them when you see the guy don't judge his Listen, stuff based on his looks because okay might... <laughs> okay i didn't i didn't learn yet man listen to the end okay you learn, <laughs> learn. okay let me learn let me learn when i when i will learn you will you will get it like it's okay gonna clear. okay yeah. let's go so so it it the, the proverb goes to i mean it, it it brings our awareness to the fact that true wealth or true value or true uh you know, uh, su- substance that you you cannot judge someone's character or worth or value based on superficial aspects or what you see. Okay, I'm big. Then what? Does it make me a good person? No. Mm-hmm. You understand? 
So yeah. you do not, it's not about what we, it's not about physical attributes. It's about, uh, it goes beyond that to be able to, you know, to, to establish relationships, to establish, uh, uh, you know, communities. You just cannot be uh, looking at people based on superfic superficial aspects like that. So it's not, yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the point, bro. So we shouldn't. Intrinsic should value be, matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Values go more, way yeah. beyond the uh, sizes of her uh, eyes and ears and nose. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> this, basically, this point is not. We are not here to confirm. Oh, it is. Is it? Is it true? Or That's is it. Not true. The whole That's concept it. of always categorizing African men or associating them with this particular topic is bad, and we have to stop it. We just, um, I think it's somehow body shaming in a way. If we are going to be woke, and right, <laughs> right, that's why I will keep bringing that proverb. That's why I will keep bringing that proverb because it's it's just it's just hits the the, the hammer on the nail on the, the the nail's head. It's a it's misconception we are treating here. So this if you you going to more important to like the three of us because we are all in a relationship or we are married to white women, right? And yeah. you wouldn't definitely want to be categorized as, oh, you are with this white lady because of this, you know. We are three intelligent guys who are capable of, like, uh, being in any relationship irrespective of the size of our organs. And I think this is why this is so important to me. And I was saying it's a bit controversial, but we really need to, like, hammer it and really educate people out there. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's not even something to, to talk about because uh, we all know that... Uh, we, we we relationship shouldn't just be all about things like that and yeah. even mm -hmm. to voice well, it out is it's not it's not just like, uh, believe and uh, uh, Lionel, the point that we're all addressing here is that pointing out the obvious yeah and in the beginning when i said that it is so surprising that you have to highlight africa is not just a place it's not just right. one country it's not not that we all know each other. It's even kind of surprising to, um, you know, point the obvious, but you have to in a way that one might be um, just not noticing or giving it a thought. So highlighting such a thing could bring an awareness, uh, yes, yes. A, a, an awareness to make uh, and uh, learn or inform uh, opinion on not to carry on that uh, yeah, narrative. Exactly. exactly. Sometimes right. you have to speak up on points, even if you are not comfortable talking about it, just to create this awareness. So, yeah. So, the next um, item on our list is uh, women have no role in Africa, but they belong in the kitchen. Yeah, that's that's another that's another harmful misconception <laughs> because yeah because we we do african women they're doing pretty well you know they, these are uh the women they're getting more skillful they are in leadership positions they're you know the the, the part the vital part of our, our society so um we believe that the, uh, a good woman yeah should respect her her her, her man her family but um it's also very okay and even encouraging to to put herself out doing her thing and being who she wants to be you know not just mm. in the not just in the kitchen it's it's it doesn't make uh, a lot of uh, sense like 
be in the kitchen for what? She's not a snake. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, these are kind of medieval, outdated, I could say, um, uh, notions that, uh, you know, uh, we get to place women where we desire. This is not something uh, real. Uh, if one would be like, if one just click through, for example, the news updates on what is being, for example, going on in Sudan and how, for example, the revolution that toppled a dictatorship of 30 years um, uh, old was primarily women leading protests and demonstrations in Sudan, where they were the main organizers at the forefront of each protest movement that led to that outcome. And of course, in, in that say, that also that is there is a fight for their rights. Uh, a fight for a fairer society, a fight for a uh, democratic governing system, a, uh, a, a major player in the field for having that all change take place. And uh, yeah, uh, it is not just a kitchen or a place that one might uh, think as lowering the status of a woman as not to be a full and independent character, citizen, uh, or part of society. And uh, funny, surprisingly, one could ha also highlight that in uh, one part of well, Sudan before it separates on the Taos of Sudan. There are some tribes, the women are the breadwinners, <laughs> and men are the housekeepers, for example. Wow. Uh, okay. And uh, the roles, of course, uh, may now be shifting a bit due to how uh, society now functions. Both are on equal basis or members of the family are all working, are in the workforce to make a living and so on. So, yeah, uh, both members, men, women, um, have roles in society and they play uh, in the same field together to make uh, life better yeah. for each other. That's so, interesting um, to hear. Um, I think uh, what most people misunderstand about how African men and women live together is uh, the way we have created this sort of separation of power thing, you know. And I don't know why somebody would think this means disrespecting them or minimizing them to just a kitchen level because um, we are here even in Europe where um, you are supposed to open a door for a lady to, to, to come in, right? So does it mean if I open the door for her to walk in, I'm insinuating she's weak enough to open the door by herself? So an African no. man would decide, okay, I want to go and do the hard work. I want to go and do this, right? Um, it's because of the respect I have for you or the love I have for you and not just because I feel like you are not capable of doing some of these hard works. And that is why I'm suggesting, oh, you are my queen. You should stay here and I'll go do some of this particular stuff. But I think people are misunderstanding it. And even if we're going to look yeah. at it politically, the father of all democratic countries, that's the United States of America. Is it not until just recently they've had their first vice, uh, female vice president? Mm -hmm. The whole America yeah. who is democratic and always championing it all over the world. The first time since their history of more than 300 years, right? The first time they are having a first female vice president. Meanwhile, African yeah. countries such as um, Liberia have had 
vice i mean not just vice but the main president being a female uh, her yeah. excellency ellen johnson she was a uh, president of um liberia so i mean if you look at the political spectrum in africa i know i might not be able to mention some names but i know a lot of influential ladies who are in there even ghana women are running for presidency and all that left and right mm -hmm. so definitely like i think people need to be educated and maybe on our pages we'll have to update and celebrate some of these women who are really doing uh, good yeah. works on yeah. our pages so yeah. you guys should yeah, watch definitely. out on the afro saga facebook's uh instagrams we would be sharing some of these outstanding women who are really doing great uh, right. in terms mm -hmm. of politics and exactly. stuff and permit permit me no man to say this uh personally this is a personal opinion anyway okay uh despite the respect and the encouragement we're giving women to do what they have to do it shouldn't be an excuse for any woman to not learn how to cook or say i don't belong to the kitchen or i don't <laughs> want to cook for my husband and that kind of disrespect you know so, so remember we are all african <laughs> what's wrong with you guys it, now uh let's let, yeah. this is the this is the the uh, believe me um in worldwide uh this is basically notions of patriarch uh what, what the patriarchy system that is in place and of course there should always be a fight for a fair and just society and right. in a way that I mean, I can't say like 100% the position is good and joyful and everything for women in Africa, or basically, particularly in Sudan, there is still a, a movement to fight for an equal and fairer society. And that's even here in the West, for example. Just to throw a random example, until today, the women in the West, they take their husband's last name, for example. And no one would question that since it is kind of becoming normalized uh, concept in the society that is purely patriarchal uh system and uh of course i don't know if there's any movement to dismantle to dismantle such um, and, uh, notions but it exists in our place that um the women fight for their rights fight for every uh uh, uh injustice and notion that yeah um takes them in a place that I think, doesn't I think have we will go yeah. more into this we will go more into this subject as we we keep covering a more episode because this is quite sure, sensitive right to and and i want right to i want to particularly talk about uh, this move this feminism movement that's going on now i'm not against it but i am i am also going to want to caution especially african women who are picking on uh who are picking up certain unhealthy uh, aspects about this movement and it's destroying homes it's getting uh, there's never been a time where you won't you, women are separating or there's high amount of divorce and and, and women girls are not getting married anymore and guys are finding it very difficult to to settle down with any woman just because you know girls <laughs> girls are going crazy man <laughs> they're going crazy it's too much of claiming of rights but that's, hey that's i'm you, not saying you, i think that's your statement we'll have to take it off girls are going crazy <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> but i don't want to talk about um what you said it's too about much right being man. able to cook right so um <laughs> in my tribe as the gumbas definitely um because of um our beliefs men would usually go to the farm and 
farm for the crops, then bring it home. The woman would put it together and then make food, right? But mm-hmm. and my guys, um, some of the the, the 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 people are traditionalists, which means they have all this juju and other stuff. And there's even a particular juju that says a man is not supposed to touch the cooking pot. Like if you are given that juju, if they put it in you and you mistakenly touch the cooking pot, this spoils. Like it right. will just it will render it useless. I don't know. If, I think some topics when we start to to discuss this voodoo and juju things, I think you guys yeah, yeah. Uh, we talk we talk more. So again, but just, again, uh, yeah, but again, just, 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 women just to, do not uh, belong to to the kitchen. They do not belong to the kitchen. Okay, I'm still as making well a point as, here. Yeah, so, um, uh huh. So back in the day, that's what it used to be, but like in the remote in the recent times. In the recent times, things are changing because, see, my father, for instance, he is a Dagomba man. He's a typical Dagomba man. He's like, yeah, they believe in those sort of stuff. But when I was young, I remember my father used to bath me and some of my siblings. Meanwhile, this is something in my tribe before it was not heard of. People were like, no, as a man, you are not supposed to do this. As a man, you are not supposed to do this. But things are changing and not like what putting Africa still is. And my father, he would go to the kitchen sometimes and cook. And guess the number of wives he has. He has two wives. But this man would sometimes go into the kitchen and cook food for us. So things are really changing and Africa is not like, oh, what people you think like back in the day and then men are just very rigid and forcing women. No. African men are different or Africa in general. The society is changing and women are free to do whatever they can. And for learning how to cook, Leo, I think it's everybody's duty because if I cook for you guys, I don't think you go to any restaurant again. <laughs> of, of course, I mean, I'm looking forward to that, man. Like, yeah, let's, let's, like, and you, you remember we had, we had, uh, we had prom, we had uh, set this to to go on a, a cooking competition. Me and you. Okay, and, okay, you challenge me to a cooking competition. Yes, huh? we are challenge you, man. We we'll will see. see. And we'll both see. our partners, our women, are gonna be there. We could not even record it, man. It's gonna yeah. be for saga. You guys should come that day, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. You guys should be be looking forward to such yeah. moments. You guys let us know if you want to see that competition that, yeah. right here. On Hell yeah. saga. <laughs> yes, if you guys want to see how I'm gonna make uh, no one feel yeah. like, oh, yeah, we would see. He needs to learn more about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, the next one is a uh, man and wild lives together. So basically, we live in the wild what? with the animals. Man and wild, okay. like we live on trees and no civilization, basically. <laughs> At this point, yeah. I would like you guys to weigh in first because I have an interesting story to tell you about this particular point. So you guys should start. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let me just go. Let me just go ahead and uh, give my own point of view on this. Africa, guys, from all over the world, it's not a wilderness with men and women on animals, you know, wild animals' backs and, you know, <laughs> playing all over the place. We are not just a savanna and we are not just, um, our main activity is not just safaris. So we do have uh, urban areas and um, rural areas coexisting together and, um, in order to have access to interact with wild animals, there are places designated for this kind of uh, 
things to happen like zoos like national parks so you don't you don't see animals on the street guys you have to go to the park you have to go to the zoo to be able to interact with animals in um, africa is really really not just a wilderness yeah it is yeah i mean believe me uh i personally haven't seen a lion until i was in high school so that we visited the zoo but <laughs> <laughs> it is not an everyday thing that you encounter an animal in the street or a wild animal in the street and uh, uh, that we live there are so many big cities and i'm sure that of course again this is come back comes back to how media feed on such uh, uh, notions and movies that are created about africa you know like those imaginary countries that are made and made up in africa wakanda might be or the other yeah. one with uh, eddie murphy <laughs> exactly <laughs> and all 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 they show is just a man with uh, fighting a lion or, or that's uh, <laughs> a, a, a kind of like mm-hmm. a uh, manhood expression <laughs> where the stronger gets uh, the yeah. lion by their hands and so on it's not it's not it's not they're, they're very advanced uh, civilized uh, countries cities in uh, uh, in africa and uh, at the uh, uh, forefront of this if you just google you know these sort of like oh, google images can be the fastest way to confirm such a notion that are untrue but it depends on which keywords again you use <laughs> yeah, you choose, if you write safari you will get safari images but uh, <laughs> if you type you will see in a street view um, of how reality is there it is not just a broken homes from modern hay <laughs> or hair uh, they are uh, just as uh, not much of a difference as you see here in a european city and uh, yeah Yeah, well developed Africa Africa say. has some very beautiful cities and uh, like you said it is just one Google search away from you discovering some of these beautiful cities and I remember maybe um, I would say it was maybe a bit back and that was still even like uh, quite recent because just as far back as 2009 you know I don't think you still has have an excuse even if it's 2009 because by 2009 internet was popular and then there was search engines all over but still I had people confront me in the US asking me how I managed to get to the US people <laughs> ask me oh how did you get here or oh, do you guys have houses in your country do you guys live oh, uh, on trees I cannot even believe how that can you be know, coming from USA and for me maybe right now thinking about it i don't think i did justice what i was doing to them because i would just uh, either uh, push them off or tell them some give them a cheeky answer but now i was like, <laughs> now thinking about it i should have taken my time to really educate them because these guys just needed education probably but i would yeah. just get angry and just tell them like uh, a cheeky answer and move on you know <laughs> but i just don't blame them completely because some of our brothers are using this to their advantage Because while on that same trip, I there was this guy who was from Tanzania. This Tanzanian guy, he had ambitions of staying back in the US. And the way or the method he was going to use was like just tell them all these wild stories about how uh, it's <laughs> very dangerous where he's living. This guy would tell stories like, oh, in the evening his mom could be cooking, monkeys would come and push down their cooking pots. 
sometimes he they wake up in the morning only for a snake to be lying next to them like sometimes they, they will be in the classroom a giraffe will bring the neck and then try to chew their their books and you know i just imagine some of these americans their faces when he's telling these stories they're like oh oh and trust me by the end of the program these guys are this guy actually got to stay back because people started doing fundings and stuff and they supported him unbelievable wow. so well, some people of have ambitions <laughs> that they want <laughs> to like use this narrative to to push <laughs> so they usually tell our guys crazy it's stories desperate person. which are not it's, true it's speaking it's speaking sure. of fundraising uh Neman, um Believe me, I've happened to report so many ads that I that are coming on my timeline. For example, from major organizations like the UNICEF and so on, they use images of like African uh, in a very very uh, bad uh, situations and kind of highlight. Oh, you can help with one dollar, you can feed a home in Africa, <laughs> or with one thing, you can save a child in Africa. Like. And even here in Europe, in Europe, where like uh, it's funny to say that uh, finish your dish because an Af- a child in Africa is gonna be hungry yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. This, this is all feeding, yeah. feeding yeah. the narrative. And yeah. uh, no matter how hard you try to push back on such thing, it is still the scale is too high uh, for how uh, people benefit from this stereotypes being pushed uh, forward. Like I said, you know. Major organizations use the poor and very uh, destitute, you know, families, and uh, in places that I can't locate where they are. But this is being presented as helping a place in Africa, helping not actually, namely the family or the story of the family to be uh, 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 shared. It's just like this is Africa, help them, you know, kind of like emotional extortion to get out uh, those funds. Even big major corporations like uh, Sport, for example, like Adidas and so on, uh, they push on ads about, you know, being active in Africa, giving some social assist, you know, uh, assistance and so on. Or they even promote products. When they bring uh, streets from Africa, they bring a very poor and very underdeveloped uh, images and uh, content yeah. to showcase them being active in that region or promoting catering to those uh, uh, people in that area. So yeah, something yeah. we definitely have to challenge as well. Continue to challenge. Yeah, and this is this is um, you know, Tamil. Uh, I was when I had a talk with uh, Fred. He, he explained to me what happened some time ago in in Ljubljana, where there was like uh, a picture, some pro, some UNICEF promotion of, of some uh, donation thing, and the image they used was like this skeleton-looking, starving baby, African baby, that's you know that really draws oh, yeah. people's uh, attention and co- like it's emotionally really manipulating so exactly. um, yeah, yeah they yeah, had I to of that story. The, yeah the african community here in, in slovenia they they had to uh protest they had to fight for that to be removed on the streets on the streets of ljubljana and this is the case worldwide 
that we, our African babies are used as uh, objects of poverty yeah. or, or representations yeah. of how we or how the general population is. And that's why a lot of people grew up in the West looking at Africa in a very, you know, they just exactly. think we are, we are suffering and under development disease and things like exactly. that. Yeah. There should be, there should be a entity that fact check all these uh, things before being put public. And uh, not just that, uh, one of the main role uh, things that the African Center here in Slovenia did basically they went through the school system back then and they found so many wrong things about Africa being written. And when the person who authored those books were just uh, one confronted, their response was uh, they got it on Google just by randomly searching and not fact checking uh, the things, the material that they put on for students. But of course, uh, thanks to um, the African centers of, and of course the Ministry here of Education listening to the demands of the African community, they managed to change the whole curriculum with a content that more realistic, more fact-checked yeah. um, information. And then at least when the students study these subjects, they will be more aware of the situation there than just random false information that just uh continue to harm societies here and there where yeah. uh, people deal with them on such phases of false and wrong uh it's narratives true. it's true and this is like what uh, uh causes uh the, the situation where somebody would just get up probably do some small restaurant works and gather maybe some trender euros and she's heading or he's heading to africa to save lives because Yes, <laughs> with just one euro, he can feed man, like five kids. No man, your train. examples are all. <laughs> <laughs> so he had him to Africa to go feed or to go save lives, you know? Yeah. Did you, did you hear what you just said? Like some girl would just open a, a restaurant, money to raise three or Yeah, he just, yeah, down with high school, just work in a restaurant for some few months and gather some few euros and they are heading to Africa to save lives. Come on. Yeah. Nobody's saying like um, age and stuff are not good, but I think at the point Africa is, uh, we don't really need that much help like people think we do. We are capable of like solving our own problems from within and I think we should not just be viewed on a worldwide scale as, oh, these guys just are just waiting for a handout. They are just waiting, they are, they are, their personal problems can't be solved from within, but it has right. to come from like outside. And we all know the narrative how time uh, in the past some of these did not come as that most of these helps are mostly trojan horses which are presented to you exactly end up you know i think this is a topic for another day but you know it's, it's, it's huge yeah, yeah, it's a deep one, yeah. but africa we are developed we have technology we don't live in trees you know so the next item on our list is um african men are not romantic and are physical abusers what do you guys think? Um, physical abuse doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you have to talk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. we have Let's to talk. Let's set this record. Let's set the record straight here. And now, man, there's no time to waste on these things. We, 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 as African people, just like any other people in the world, um, 
we try to be as good as we can and uh, as we all know no one is perfect so we just cannot be generalizing it's important to not uh, to avoid generalization and to focus on um, personal uh, traits that are helpful or that could be of value to society we don't want to be looked upon as abusers because we are not a relationship is based on the man and the woman so sometimes uh, there are challenges in the relationship but i don't think all african men are abusers or majority are abusers we try as much as possible to follow our culture which is to respect our women and make sure that the household or our families is as peaceful as possible are some are some men very abusive to the women yes yes and that's why we are also here to say that it's not uh, good to promote such violence at home family violence is not okay uh, we should treat our women very nicely and respect them and also it goes the other way around but we should cease to feel that african men are abusive no 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 no, no. i strongly i mean strongly disagree yeah this is this is kind of like very poor narrative to even feed on um like what kind of statistics are there for example or from which part of africa one actually have that kind of statistics and just kind of um this is way of generalization and uh, uh kind of just sometimes people try to think oh there are worse communities than we are so let's be content on what we have here and uh, violence is never something one should condone at any point and uh, believe me romance also is something that i'm sure it's almost everywhere is something that is i really can't even find words to uh you know uh back up or defend such weird notion and, but uh, yeah here we are <laughs> it's ridiculous as well to even think that um just generically uh attribute such a notion as africans are this and that and because it's again it could be one have an experience with individual cases and that's yeah. that particular and those who blame yeah. should use that particular Going person that we everyone. said already just yeah. because you've had an experience with one person that's not doesn't necessarily realize it and um attribute it to a whole continent made up of more than 50 countries so i mean um, exactly. from my experience with this uh, physical abuse thing You know, I've been to be living in Slovenia right now. Um I've met a couple of brothers. I mean African brothers <laughs> who were were telling me what a thing or two about this physical abuse thing because that's the misconception. Everybody thinks African men are abusive. And so he was telling me how he's had this encounter where in their house even if he mistakenly turns the volume of his TV on and it is maybe loud enough for the neighbor to hear and probably on the television it is some but some people are giving his neighbor will quickly call the police 
that oh my neighbor is beating his wife because he's African. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he was telling me to be careful the the, the <laughs> amount of noise we make in the house because we could be having a party, and your neighbor will call a police because he thinks oh this guy is an African. So if there's any noise coming from their house, he's probably beating his wife or he's abusing his woman. Which yeah, I, I think, think that that wrong. has to do more with racism than. Uh... African <laughs> student, I think. I mean, whatever it is, exactly. it is bad. It is wrong. It is a wrong assumption it really for is somebody that, yeah. to have, and just think, oh, just because of this person's race or his origin, he's more likely to do this or that. You know. So yeah. Right. You know. So um. So we 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 we. I think we touched on almost uh, everything. Yeah. Misconceptions. Uh, yeah. Africa is not just all about under. We shouldn't be associated with uh, underdevelopment, poverty, and disease, and uh, wildlife and stuff like that. We don't beat our women. Our women don't just belong to the kitchen. We are, uh, you know, pretty civilized people. <laughs> okay, but, but just but before but before you conclude, man, I just want yeah. to ask this just for fun. Um, right, uh, Leo. Uh, on a scale yes, of sir. one to ten, how romantic are you? <laughs> oh boy, you don't. Oh boy, you don't start to. You don't start. You don't start. This is this. No man of a guy always want to be at loggerheads with me. Always. I've, I've noticed this, Tamir. Anyways, uh, yeah. uh, how how romantic I am, man. I'm a very. I'm a pretty much romantic guy. You know. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, let's define romance here. What 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 does it mean to mean by being romantic? To you, you who asked the question. What's your okay, definition yeah, of romantic? Of being romantic? I mean, generally, yeah. what we say like you are being romantic is how good yeah. you make your partner feel, like how you're able to coexist with your partner. I mean, a lover, and yeah. like just make them feel good. So it could be stuff from compliments, from like the way you treat her in terms of like oh, like helping around. Oh, how how special so, you make her feel? Exactly. So just right. just just petty petty things like that. Um, yeah. maybe in the European culture, they are more into buying her flowers, taking yeah. her out on a date, you know, yeah. this kind of stuff. And obviously, okay, okay, good. So, let me answer your question. <laughs> let me answer the question. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a 10 or 10, maybe 11 or 10 guy because wow. you know, <laughs> not because I buy flowers every day, wow. not because I take my wife on dates always, but because when we have two kids, you know. We, I have two babies with her, and this is the mother of my children. And besides that, this is this is my partner. You know, I live with her, and it's very important for me to 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 create an, a comfortable space. It's very important for me to respect her and make her feel like a woman. She makes me feel like a man. I make her feel like a woman. So this is what's important, and this is a pure romantic affair we're having over here, man. You should wow. need you need wow. to come over and see how how wow. happy we are at home. And wow. even my kids are already proud of us. I'm so glad, that, I'm that, glad to hear that. That being I'm said, yeah, I'm that. pretty much romantic. Yeah. What about you, that man? Tell me. Tell how me romantic you are, are not you? getting off. You, are, you have to tell us. Also. <laughs> <laughs> how romantic are you, uh, no man? Oh come yeah. on, tell me first. On the scale, on the, on the scale, on the scale of one to ten, how mm. romantic are you, Norman? On a scale, no, come one on, let Tamir go first. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Tamir, your turn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, believe me, this is 
this is how relationships are sustained, you know, uh, to share that affection, to remind each other on a daily basis how much we appreciate, how much we love each other, how much we um, appreciate every single moment uh, that we kind of leave uh, as partners. And yeah, uh, I never get tired of reminding her how much I love, how much I like her. And the same way as well, she reciprocates uh, the emotions. And yeah, I believe that's uh, that, that's what romance is. That's what yeah, sustains yeah. marriages and relationships. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's your turn, man. Ah. T-Baba. T-Baba. <laughs> 23. 23. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not just because, like, I'm on sports, but, yeah, I'm 10 over 10, man. <laughs> because, first of all, I mean, uh, like you said, you don't... Um, it's about how you make your partner feel, how you make them, like, feel special and remind them how they are every day. And, you know, like I said, I also express it by way of cooking. Like, you know, no, when sorry, I cook, yeah. I knew yeah, you were gonna mention cooking. <laughs> I knew it. That is when I that cook is that kind of jello, you know. <laughs> I don't think it can be any romantic than this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just by the way, you know. Uh, <laughs> so um Love today's episode was fun and uh you guys have anything to tell our listeners before we go. Oh yeah. Well, um, I would say thank you all for uh, joining us today. You know, at AfroSaga, we have amazing um, content, stories, and guests to host in here. And, uh, you know, we can't wait to share this extraordinary journey with you. And uh, always, uh, you know, stay connected with us. And remember, it is time to break the chains of these stereotypes and uh, together i believe we can foster a world where um, empathy understanding and unity prevail and you know empowering empowering every voice to shine to shine bright uh, away yeah. from any shadow of prejudice and uh, yeah keep uh, exploring the world, exploring uh, with an open mind and heart, uh, yeah. and stay tuned. Yeah, so thanks very much, guys, for if you've been able to watch to this extent, it means that we are doing it. We are <laughs> we kicked off already on this journey to foster <laughs> collaboration, to foster trust, and to foster um, unity. Yeah, within the African yeah. yeah yeah a champion <laughs> <laughs> social cohesion and we want to do this also by you know unraveling uh, Africa's uh, tapestry we will always like to bring on um, bring on guests who are who are willing and ready to share um interesting personal stories and add value to this mission this wonderful mission and um like I said our our proverb for today is uh, personally it's very important to me and this goes beyond uh challenging uh, stereotypes but reminds me that i should uh, respect everyone treat people fairly and make sure that uh, 
the world becomes a better place and not just uh, all this welcome you know nice. unfair things going on yeah so i would also just like to thank you guys uh for being there for listening to us um once again i'm Numan from ghana and um today's episode has been very interesting and like leo said the next episode we are going to have our first ever guest on afro saga so you guys should take note and not miss that and um you guys should follow us on instagram facebook all the platforms right and follow us on x (laughs) uh, (laughs) description below expect anything from us and we have a lot of surprises that's gonna be coming up soon yeah (laughs) okay until next time um have a good day have a good night wherever you are listening to us from and we'll catch you in the next episode bye <laughs> Salam alaikum. <laughs> exactly. Alaikum salam. Yeah.